Hey, Tuesday. Hey, Kaylee. Don't you wish that you were looking out on the beautiful ski runs of Park City, Utah right now? Mm, well, yes on the view, hard no on the cold. <laughs> you know me, uh, I don't like being cold, wet, or in the snow. Well, even though we're not sitting at Wasatch Brewery drinking a polygamy porter... Nor are we in front of the fire at High West Distillery having a dead man's boots and their killer deviled eggs. Okay, okay, okay. Now you're just being cool. <laughs> well, all right. Honestly, though, we are still attending the Sundance Film Festival this year. And actually, we'll have a special guest with us on opening night. Yes, we will. Our friend PJ who is the beverage ambassador for the Hotel Valley Ho here in Scottsdale. Make sure to ask for him when you're dining at the luxurious Zuzu restaurant found inside the hotel. He will be serving us some fun themed drinks on a Thursday opening night, and we might even convince him to jump on the mic with us. Oh, that would be awesome. Wouldn't it? (laughs) But for now, let's look at what we're seeing and what we're most excited about. Roll that intro while I pour some High West Double Rye. Get me some too. So as we said, Sundance Film Festival 2021 looks rather different this year. Tabitha Jackson is the festival's new director, and not only is she the first woman to head the festival, she's also the first woman of color and the first non-U.S.-born head of the prestigious Utah Film Festival. However, in her new role, she had to tackle a beast she never expected, COVID-19. Yeah, it was announced that she was being onboarded just weeks after Sundance 2020. And while it is a little slimmer, we're talking only seven days and 72 titles, it doesn't really feel smaller. They're still packing everything with Q&As, virtual hangouts, sponsored events, oh, virtual reality experiences and other tech highlights, which we know from the new frontier, like something called Sundance in Space. Mm. I know. We'll be busy the entire time. It's just now going to be on our couches. I mean, if anything, I love my couch. And this is supposed to be the most accessible Sundance Film Festival in history. Can't afford a flight? That's no problem. Can't afford an Airbnb? You're watching them from home. Hello, couch. Actors, directors, producers, everyone who flies in from countless numbers of countries will be doing Q&As from their homes now. And the 1,700 or so that usually attend the festival in Park City annually are basically scattered across the United States. The festival is open to all U.S. audiences. And don't get us wrong. We're not saying that tickets are open-ended. Tickets are still limited and they do cost money. But everyone with a computer and internet access can buy full festival passes, single-day passes, even individual tickets, or what I love, the award-winning passes that you get on February 3rd. And that basically shows you all of the best award-winning films from this year. With... All that said, let's get into what we're excited about. Um, What are you looking forward to? 
Well, this one I think we're both super stoked for. It is called Coda. It's about a young woman who is the only hearing member of a deaf family. And she basically works to help her parents and her brother keep their family fishing business afloat. But uh, she joins her high school's choir club and she finds herself drawn into her duet partner and her passion for singing. And, you know, it kind of pits her against these almost two societies, I would say, because uh, she grew up with the deaf world, although she is hearing. And, you know, they we have we seen with other films like Sound of Metal, the deaf community is very strong, very vibrant and very unique. So I'm really looking forward to see how this film actually develops the character and the story and to really get a good look at, you know, who is cast as the various uh, characters, how many uh, actual deaf actors they might be using. And I know you, Tuesday, are fluent in ASL. Yes. So Coda, the movie, is named after Coda the person, which is a child of deaf adults. You'll also see a big figurehead in this film, Marley Matlin, who is deaf in real life and is a deaf actress. So it will be super interesting to see how they navigate this. It is from Syene Heater, who is known for Tallulah, which was a premiere back in 2016 for Sundance. So uh, I'm super excited about this. And I don't know if we've mentioned or not, but it's opening night for our movie. Yes, I'm super stoked. I High expectations for sure. All right, Tuesday. So that's one. What's one that you're looking forward so, to? So this is a little unconventional for my my court, um, but it's actually a fully adult animated film, and it's called Crypto Zoo. I know. Sounds super weird. And I'm not going to help it much when I explain what it is. So cryptids are these creatures who um, kind of like, I kind of think of them as fairies, like their existence is disputed and not anyone can really prove that they exist. And these two people actually get lost in the woods and they stumble upon what I can consider like a huge prison, like high security, like fortress. And they get onto the other side and they actually find these cryptids. And it's super interesting and it kind of sounds like we kind of follow them along and um, we meet this one person, Lauren, who actually dedicates her life to rescuing and helping these cryptids. So she actually takes care of what we now figure out is this high security crypto zoo and Lauren's like the crypto zoo keeper. So it just, it sounds just so fantastical that I think I can get away from it being like animated because I always just relate that a lot to being a child's movie. And this just sounds so the complete opposite. Oh, yeah. Well, you know me. I love animation. And while here in the U.S., you're right, a lot of animation is geared towards kids. But there are so many amazing films that are animated that are definitely for adults. So I'm curious about this, too. I'm going to be definitely watching like the style and the art in the the way they design it. Because I'm always interested in that aspect when it comes to animations. And uh, it does sound weirdly wonderful. Yeah. So I'm excited, too. <laughs> and what else? 
well, let's see. There is also, this is a big one. I'm super excited for any fan of Robin Wright should be excited for. Um, but she is taking her directorial debut as well as uh, acting in a new film called Land. Uh, she plays this woman who has a near-death experiences and basically decides to retreat from society and become a hermit in like the wilderness. It sounds like a very intense, uh, intimate portrait of somebody's psychological, uh, I guess you could say almost traumas. I just, I love Robin Wright. I love this kind of concept of retreating into the woods. Uh, we'll have to see how well it goes. And, you know, like I said, Robin Wright's directing. So I'm very curious to see how that comes together, how she directs herself as well. Cause you, you know, I'm my own biggest critic, so I can only imagine how she must feel. And we're definitely not alone on this land has been heralded already as the hardest movie to get into. And also most likely to be the most popular movie to come out of Sundance this year. In fact, it's already been acquired by Fo focus features. So I know a lot of hardcore reviewers who are skipping it because they they know they're going to get access later, but that is not us. We're going to see it bright and early for you guys, and we will give you all of the good information without giving anything away. Totally. All right, Tiz, you got another one on your list? Of course. Um, you know me and my melodramas. Um, <laughs> there is another one called On the Count of Three. And we follow this gentleman who, let's be honest, like he's just done. He's ready to finish things. He's done with life. And it, it it's kind of a place where I feel like we've all been. We feel like a failure. We're, we're lacking in some places. But then Val, his best friend, Kevin, is actually recovering from a failed suicide attempt. So kind of you, you makes you want to think that like Kevin's going to help Val out but instead they kind of become the perfect partners for executing I guess is the good word um a double suicide plan so of course like anyone else they both have some unfinished business before they take care of things and it from what I've seen it just looks like this really dark comedy which I absolutely love because sometimes the best movies are when you don't know when you're supposed to be laughing or crying. Um, <laughs> and that's what I get from this one. I love dark comedies as well. So hopefully they do a good job on that one. And then I, I do want to throw in a documentary that I'm actually looking forward to. It's called All Light Everywhere. And kind of like CryptoZoo, it sounds a little bit far out there. Uh, the description says that it's an exploration of shared histories of cameras, weapons, policing, and justice. Uh, it looks at surveillance technologies and how they've become a fixture in everyday life and uh, really just investigates the complexity of uh, an objective point of view and probing biases that are inherent both in the human perception as well as the camera lens. In fact, I was able to actually find a little clip of the director, or at least the director's voice through a computer that you'll hear here uh, as he explains the film. My name's Theo Anthony and I'm the director of All Light Everywhere, premiering in the US Doc competition at the 2021 Sundance Film Festival. All Light Everywhere is a film about vision, technology, and power, 
It's got history in it. It's got body cameras. It's got astronomy. It's got surveillance. It's got pigeons. I guess what I like about All Light Everywhere is it's very much what I would call a Sundance synopsis. Like, I feel like it gives you enough information to be super stoked to watch it, but also just enough where you're like, this could also super go rogue at any time in the film. <laughs> exactly. So um, I, I agree with you. That one's going to be a gem. All right. So that's just a few of the 72 films that are coming to Sundance 2021, the ones that we're really looking forward to. Of course, I'm ready to be surprised by some random gem that is also on our schedules. So who who knows? We might have something totally new to suggest for you guys. But make sure that you are following us because we'll be posting actively to all our social medias. Tuesday, tell them where. Absolutely. I will be posting most definitely to our Instagram throughout the festival. And Twitter will be revived as well, just in time for you to catch a tweet here and there. Make sure to also follow us on Facebook, look for Whiskey and Popcorn, and bookmark our website, whiskeyandpopcorn.org. And I think we'll skip the drinking until opening night when PJ can actually tell us uh, what we'll be drinking. <laughs> Super excited for that. All right. Well, thanks so much for listening. Stay tuned for Sundance 2021 Film Festival coverage. <laughs>